I'm Danielle. And I'm Christy. And you are listening to Snacks with Stein. Let's do it. Welcome. We're back. This is episode four of Snacks with Stein. Woot woot. I am Danielle, and Christy is somewhere in Colorado in the snow right now. <laughs> yeah, there is snow. There's definitely, there's <laughs> probably six or so inches on the ground. I didn't lie. I knew there would be snow. So, yeah, so let's catch up. What's new with you? What's going on in the last uh, four minutes? Um, It's another hockey game. We tend to record on hockey nights. So <laughs> we're tied. We're at 1-1 right now. So that's what's happening. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll stop scheduling on hockey nights. <laughs> I'm being a really good sport about it. Get it? Good sport? Yes. Ha-ha. <laughs> well, there's nothing new with me other than I'm I'm sitting on the floor tonight instead of in the makeup nook because I'm trying to cut out the echo that I got in episodes one and two. And um, I'm sitting right next to the podcast dog and she is trying her damnedest to gas me out of this room. I feed my dog <laughs> regular dog food. I don't know why this happens. I feel like it's kind of undeserved. Um, but that's that's what's new. That's what's new with me. Uh, Danielle, do we have any Patreons to toast tonight? We do. And this is a really super special one because it is officially our first Patreon toast to a person that me or Christy do not know. So this is a really big deal. So if you have something to drink, hopefully it's fun, raise a glass, and let's toast to Renata. Renata, you are our first person who doesn't already know us fan. And to keep you, we'll do the best that we can. We will work day and night, Try not to bicker or fight because we are so excited to have you as part of our clan. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, it freaked me out. And Renata, you should know that I assumed that you were one of Danielle's friends because I figured like, you know, (laughs) people wouldn't just be patrons. So when it came time to write the limerick, I was like, Danielle, do you want to do you want to write the limerick for your friend? And she's like, well, who's my friend? And I said, Renata, your friend who joined Patreon. She's like, I don't know Renata personally. I'm like, oh, shit. This is like a fan. It's weird. But we love you. And thank you yes. for, for supporting us. Thank you. While Danielle spins her web tonight, I just want to talk real quick about the snack that I will be enjoying. Um, and I actually do have it, so I'll have to edit out me smacking um i'll be eating some blueberry banana bread that i made and it's got some butter on it that looks delicious i'm excited jealous excited it sounds delish i'll send you some but i wonder does it travel well i don't know that i that i don't know we could try it and then we'll get i guess we'll find out yeah Womp womp. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. Hmm. Although it's coming from Colorado, so they might like check it twice. Um, but th- wait a minute, yeah. you're in California, so they probably don't care anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. So cool. what what story are you telling us? I am telling you the story of the haunted mask. This one is like probably the apex of goosebumps for most. Most Goosebumps aficionados, it's usually the first one you read or you remember the awesome TV movie that was still great to this day. 
And it's even more super special because our wonderful patron, Kenny, who is part of Team Snacks, picked this one for me to read. So I hope I do it justice for him. So this one was published in 1993. So we're taking it back to the early 90s. And it was only $2.95, which shocked me. I don't remember them being that cheap, but they were. No, I I thought they were like eight bucks. Did I make that up? (laughs) I think in our heads we made it up. As kids, we're like, oh, my God, $3. And, you know. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's probably true. This is like a classic Goosebumps cover. So we're talking that signature drippy font and it has the bumps on it which is gross like I never liked that and there's a girl on the cover she is wearing some really awesome 90s overalls and she's holding up this really nasty looking mask it's green and it's drooling and it has fangs it's pretty nasty and the tagline for this one is if look could kill nice that's our cover Mm -hmm. it actually has two taglines because we have the front which is if looks could kill but then the back says face to face with a nightmare so there's i miss overalls they're kind of coming back you have to just have the confidence to just do it but they are coming back a little bit (laughs) aren't they skinny legged though i want my big old wide legged (laughs) overalls I've seen I've seen both I've seen like the kind of retro skinny ones and then I've seen some of like traditional like overalls you have to close your eyes and picture your middle school cafeteria or your middle school lunchroom oh no That's a terrible idea. (laughs) That's where the book opens. We meet Carly Beth Caldwell and her friend Sabrina, and they're trying to figure out what they're going to be for Halloween, which is coming up. And Carly suggests that she's going to be a witch. And Sabrina reminds her that she's afraid of witches and just about everything else under the sun. So she's a big scaredy cat. Christy, did you ever have a friend that was nice, but like to tease you and make fun of you at the same time? Uh, I think that most of my friends in middle school were about that. (laughs) I think that was kind of my role. Yeah, that's kind of, I was the one, like I got to sit with them, but I had to be kind of a good sport to be like the butt of a lot of jokes. Ah, okay. Sabrina's, you know, She's her friend. She likes Carly Beth, but she definitely likes to tease her about how scared she is of everything. Carly Beth is just over her crap and decides that someday she's going to be a big scary monster for Halloween and scare her for once. And they're arguing about lunch. She wants to eat the crappy cafeteria food. Sabrina's like, please don't eat this crap. But Carly Beth's hungry, but there's nothing for her to eat. Then all of a sudden, a hand is gripping her shoulder. So she screams. And the hand belongs to Steve Boswell of the duo Chuck and Steve. They're the class clowns, and they love to torment Carly Beth. They offer her their extra sandwich since they overheard her saying that she was starving, so she eagerly accepts. She takes a big bite. But something seems off. The two boys are silently grinning ear to ear. No. Carly Beth spits it out, opens the two pieces of bread. And what do you think she finds in her sandwich? Oh, God, it could be anything. My first, honestly, like my first thought is poop. Like they've given her a shit sandwich. (laughs) But that's a little dark for Stein. It's dirt. All right. Close. It's a worm. 
Carly Beth turns green and the whole room is laughing at her. But they keep insisting it's not real. It's not real. So gullible Carly Beth picks up the worm and it's warm, slimy, and very real. So she jumps up out of her chair, starts crying, and runs out of the lunchroom with the sounds of all of their laughter following her down the hall. By the end of the school day, everyone in school knew that Carly Beth ate a worm. She runs the three blocks home and comes barreling into her house. She's over it. She wants to go to her room, forget the day happened. But Mrs. Caldwell was the kind of mom that most people would have killed for. But Carly Beth sometimes couldn't stand her smothering. She knows something is wrong, but Carly Beth doesn't want to talk. Like I said, she wants to go to her room, forget this day. She hates it. But Mrs. Caldwell has something to show her, and she directs her eyes to their mantelpiece. On the mantel is a plaster of Paris head staring back at her. But it's not just any old head. It's Carly Beth's. She exclaims, it's me. Her mom had made it in art class that day, and you could tell that she was super proud. But Carly Beth just finds it creepy, and she hates it. And that's not the reaction her mom was looking for. (laughs) That's creepy as shit. Because you know it doesn't have hair. Like, it's like like a bald, weird... Okay. Okay, Carly Beth's mom. So in the movie version of The Haunted Mask, they show this head. So I was visioning that when I was reading it. And it is creepy and ugly. So the hair is sculpted. So it has this, like, sculpted hair. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the movie, anyway. Okay. See, Mm -hmm. yeah, because I have never read this book, nor have I seen the movie. So you're getting getting some straight-up reactionary stuff. I like it. I ruined it. I'm sorry. (laughs) What the hell? No, I'm I'm never going to watch it. Go ahead. (laughs) So she keeps staring at it. She's kind of mesmerized by it, but also creeped out. And she says, it smiled at me. But she just keeps forcing herself to believe it's a trick of light. And she just tries to get out of there and go to her room. Then her mom says, your duck costume is already on your bed. And Carly Beth is straight up confused. What the hell duck costume? It turns out her loving mother has made her a costume. All because a few nights ago, she thought it would be really funny to be a duck for Halloween. She's a fucking idiot, therefore. (laughs) So she didn't even ask her? She just, like, made her costume? Yeah, she just made it. Because she's that kind of mom, you know? She's, like, she's really attentive. She listened to Carly Beth, and she's, like, she wants to be a duck. So I'm going to make her a costume. (laughs) Wow. Wow, that's a bold move. I got to tell you, like, my kids change their mind like 12 times before it actually gets there. And we we have that conversation of, okay, you're really, really sure that you want to be this because once I make it, that's what you will be. And we have that conversation like a good three times. So it's just real ballsy of her mom to be like, oh, it's cool. She'll wear it. It's fine. She doesn't want to be a duck, of course. She wants to be scary because she's like, who wants to be a duck anyway? I don't know. She runs upstairs to get to her room, but the door is closed. And she didn't remember closing it when she left the house this morning. So she leans into the door and hears breathing coming from the other side. So she slowly opens the door and there's a loud quack, a huge duck jumps out at Carly Beth, knocking her to the floor. Her costume has come alive, and the feathers are flying everywhere. At first, she's frightened, but then she realizes it has to be her stupid little brother, Noah, who's always taking her stuff and trying to scare her all the damn time. So she wrestles him off, and he asks if he can have her costume, because he thinks it's really cool. And she ignores him, but he won't go away. So she's like, fine, maybe, whatever, get the fuck out. Then her phone rings 
and it's Sabrina calling about their science fair project that's due tomorrow. So they make some plans to meet up after dinner, but before they hang up, Carly Beth asks her why everyone always tries to scare her. Like, what the hell? And Sabrina doesn't really have any helpful information. She's just like, well, you scare really easy, so that's why. Carly Beth just swears to never be scared again. She's like, this is it. This is the final straw. I'm never going to be scared. So now we have to jump forward in time to Friday, and it's the day of the science fair. And the girls have made a model of the solar system, which Sabrina is losing confidence in, but Carly Beth thinks it's great. They're going to win. All is well in the world. Did you ever have to make a science fair project? I did, actually. Um, Not to brag or anything, but uh, (laughs) may or may not have taken home that state trophy. Three years running. What? Wow. (laughs) Here's the trick to science fairs. Two very important elements, in case you're wondering. In case anybody out there wants to enter an elementary science fair, always (laughs) enter... In the math category, because no one enters the math category. It's going to be you and one other person, or just you. And then secondly, have your mom do it. (laughs) That's how you win. Good advice for kids out there. Have your parents do it. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, I I was there. I guess I helped. (laughs) Maybe you glued something or, you know. I did. I helped, but it sure shit wasn't my idea. (laughs) (laughs) I I never won. I had to do like one science fair project, I think. And I think I did like playing music to plants. I don't know. It was stupid. (laughs) All right. So we're at the science fair. Then out of nowhere, someone starts screaming, my tarantula got out my tarantula and it was Steve so Carly Beth is trying her hardest not to be scared shitless because spiders no no thank you not just any spider like a tarantula like it's not a joke yeah that's a different level that is a different (laughs) level I am sorry like I I can put my big girl panties on and like take care of business if it's like a small spider I've killed black widows before fine when that spider is the size of your face, then we got a problem. <laughs> right. So she's trying her best to not be scared. And then something pinches the back of her leg. So she starts screaming and flailing wildly, taking down the project, knocking it on the floor, making a huge scene. Everyone starts laughing and Sabrina is just trying to calm this bitch down. Like, stop, stop. (laughs) Then all of a sudden, Steve says, gotcha. It was Steve again. He pinched her leg. Fuck Steve. Fuck Mm -hmm. Steve. That's not cool, Steve. (laughs) So once again, poor Carly Beth takes off running out of the auditorium, leaves poor Sabrina to clean up their mess. And the science fair is therefore over (laughs) they did not win some time passes they don't say what but it's now our favorite day halloween the girls are making their plans to go out that night and since what i call tarantula gate steve called to apologize for being an asshole And things are pretty much status quo in Carly Beth's little circle. She, of course, still wants revenge. She wants to go pick out the ugliest mask at the costume store that just opened downtown. But she gets stuck watching her brother Noah, and her mom is taking her sweet-ass time getting home from wherever. And by the time she strolls in, Carly Beth is sure that the shop is closed, but she grabs her life savings of can you guess how much money she has saved her whole life oh man she's in middle school Mm -hmm. she's got 50 bucks close 30 dollars yeah 
So she grabs that $30 and just takes off for downtown. It's cold, damp, and just kind of creepy out. And she keeps scaring herself along the way to the store with thoughts of ghosts and haunted houses. And once she's at the costume shop, two rows of masks are lining the windows. And she reaches for the door, but it's dark and looks closed. So she thinks, this is it. She has to be a stupid-ass duck for Halloween. And everyone's going to laugh at her again. Then a dark shadow appears behind the door. It's a man in a black suit. So she shouts, are you closed? He pulls the door open just a little and asks, can I help you? She explains her plight and he remains stoic. Doesn't really give a shit. But she pleads a little more and he begrudgingly lets her in. But you can tell that he wants her to hurry the hell up. He points her in the direction of a realistic gorilla mask, but it's not scary enough for Carly Beth. And the shop owner reminds her again that it's really late and she has to make up her mind. But then the phone rings and she's left alone to wander by herself. Then she notices a narrow door at the very back of the store. And she wonders, could there be more masks back there? So she walks toward it, she opens the door, and two dozen eyes are staring back at her. The room is filled with rows of grotesque masks. They looked so real. There were masks with stringy yellow hair and bulging foreheads, nails stuck through eye sockets, blood pouring down cheeks. Molting skin was falling off, teeth filled with bugs, and even more levels of decay. They were perfect. She would definitely scare Chuck and Steve. Sounds pretty badass. Mm -hmm. We're talking like Tom Savini level shit here. Like, Yeah, that sounds metal as fuck. (laughs) Movie quality. So she finally settles on a mask that's putrid yellow green, like barf green, with orange glowing eyes and giant animal fangs. But as she reaches for it, the mask lets out a cry. Do you think the mask cried? What do you think? I think it was the mask. Mm. no (laughs) probably not it's the shop owner because she's probably somewhere she doesn't need to be (laughs) you are so right so carly beth shrieks and she thinks the masks are all alive and smiling back at her but then she realizes it came from the shop owner and he says i'm so sorry he tells her he never should have been seen she never should have seen these masks and they're not for sale. And to that I say, maybe buy a lock for your creep-ass room of masks. Just saying. <laughs> you know, that's my... I mean, that's that's valid. <laughs> that's valid. Or, you know, perhaps don't bring them to a store <laughs> where masks are sold. That too. So, of course, Carly Beth cannot understand why she just can't buy one. She saw it. She wants it. She doesn't get it. And he just keeps saying they're too scary. But that's what she wants. She wants to be scary. So he starts trying to push the gorilla on her again. But she won't give up on the frightening mask that she picked. So she whips out her $30, waves it in his face, and is like, give me this mask. Give it to me. My my friend George Washington (laughs) thinks that this mask is for sale. Well, look, and it's his buddy, (laughs) another George Washington. And another one. Okay, so she's like, (laughs) give it to me. She won't give up. And so he's finally like, fine, take it. You know, takes her money. 
She takes the mask and she just runs off toward home and she doesn't hear the shop owner's warnings about the mask, but neither do we. We just know he said something that was like, hey, and she's like gone already. So Carly Beth is ready for her first victim. Any guesses who it's going to be? Who she's going to scare first? Oh, the little prick with the spider. Mm-mm. He's got it coming. That was not cool. I'm still not over it. <laughs> Not yet. She's going to get home and practice on Noah, see what he thinks of this mask. So she runs home and her house is filled with the smell of fresh apple cider. Cider is one of my favorite things in the world. Do you like cider? Are you a cider fan? I do enjoy cider. I I think I enjoy hard cider probably more (laughs) than traditional cider, only because... um, Traditional cider can get really sweet, like to the point where almost like you, you have a stomach ache, mm-hmm. whereas hard cider is fantastic. Yes. I, you can drink lots of that. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. So again, Mrs. Caldwell is just being the perfect mom. It's Halloween. She's making cider. She's looking for Noah. Carly Beth is looking for Noah, but he's probably upstairs trying on, you'll never guess. His cockroach costume. All I can... <laughs> Cute. I think so. I think that's adorable. <laughs> and so before she heads upstairs to find him, she pulls on the mask. It's warm and sour smelling inside. And very tight. It's almost too tight. So she creeps up into Noah's room and she yells, Noah, I've got you. He jumps back, scared to death. He has no idea it's his sister and he's screaming for his mom. So Carly Beth just starts to laugh and laugh and she tries to peel off the mask to reveal herself to Noah, but it won't budge, stuck. So she begins to freak out. Noah is not amused by this and tells her to cut the shit, but she's not joking. It's stuck. And she keeps pulling at it and pulling at it. And finally, somehow she gets it off. And it almost like feels like she's pulling her own skin off at the same time. And she tosses it at Noah. He wants to try it on like he always does. But she's like, no, I'm running late. I've got to go. So she grabs it. She's off. Noah is still super embarrassed and annoyed at her. But he asks her, how she changed her voice. She has no idea what he's talking about and she didn't care at all. The point was the mask worked. She's getting ready in her room, putting her costume, the rest of her costume together. And then she gets a no good, awful, evil idea. She finds a broom handle in the closet. She picks it up, heads downstairs and sneakily grabs the cast of her head and mounts it on the broom handle. She's happy, beaming with pride, because she knows that this was it. Her own decapitated head and the mask will make her the terror of Maple Avenue. She's all set to wreak havoc, hand on the door to leave. Then mom calls, I want to see how you look in your costume. Damn it. She was trapped. And mom is not going to be happy with her for this new costume. And especially for taking the head. So she's trying to just pretend she didn't hear and hustle out the door. And she finally gets saved by the ringing of the phone. It's her dad calling from Chicago. And off into the night she goes. Carly Beth is on cloud nine. And for once she loves Halloween. Because usually... Chuck, Steve, and Sabrina found a way to ruin her night. But not this year. This was going to be her year. So she's making her way to Sabrina's, but notices two boys coming up the street. It's one of those streets where, like, there's a couple street lights, but she just, so you only see shadows as people are walking. But she knows it's two boys. It has to be Chuck and Steve. And she's going to scare them right away. She can't wait. She's got to do it. So the two boys come closer and closer 
and Carly Beth takes her place behind a big shrub in front of Sabrina's house. With decapitated head first, she jumps out with a loud roar that even frightened herself a little bit. The two boys fall to the ground, begging her to just leave them alone, leave us alone. Then Carly Beth hears another voice. Their mom? Shit, it's not Chuck and Steve. So this woman is understandably furious with her for scaring the shit out of her kids, who are just crying on the floor. (laughs) Carly Beth was going to apologize, but instead she just yelled, go away, waving her head on a stick at them. (laughs) Anger is just coursing through her whole body, and she wants to tear this lady apart literally rip her limb from limb. There's a voice inside of her saying to chew her up and tear her skin off. And she's ready to pounce like some kind of wild animal, but the two boys manage to get their mom to just get away. Just leave this crazy woman alone. Crazy girl, I should say, alone. So as Carly Beth continues to rage, the mask seems to grow tighter and hotter on her skin. And there's a cry in the distance which breaks her from this kind of trance that she's in. It's Sabrina, and she doesn't recognize her friend with her new face. But after some convincing, the girls head out for the night, but Chuck and Steve are meeting them later. Carly cannot deal with Sabrina's ramblings about her torn costume and the candy she wants to eat, because she's just too concerned with getting back at the boys. Like, she's done. She's like, shut up, please. But Sabrina keeps talking and wants to touch the mask. And so she touches it and it feels like real skin. Then this leads to more questions. Is it hot? Is she uncomfortable? Carly Beth just can't fucking take it anymore. Shut up, she screams and begins to choke out Sabrina. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she had it coming. Too many questions. So Carly Beth has no idea what came over her and just tries to play it off as a joke. Like, haha, just trying to get into my character. Scary mask. I'm so funny. Sabrina buys it a little bit, but she's still kind of like, you're weird. Let's just go. You know, sometimes people just choke you out because they're feeling away. And uh, you just got to you got to pick it up and you got to keep going because it's Halloween. and. I mean, they tried to kill you a few seconds ago, but it's fine. It's fine now. Let's go with them. Off into the dark. Totally fine. Okay. Just just checking. They take off at the nearest driveway and ring the doorbell. And a woman with two small children answers the door. And they're both not really liking Carly Beth's mask at all. The little girl insists it's too scary. And instead of backing off, Carly Beth leans forward and whispers, I'll eat you up. So she takes off. And once again, another mom is mad at Carly Beth. She's just making enemies left, right, and center. So poor Sabrina has no idea why her friend is acting like a lunatic. And Carly Beth keeps saying, the math made her do it. Ha 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 ha. (laughs) (laughs) But she starts thinking, did the mask make her do it? Something is definitely wrong here. They continue to trick or treat and Sabrina just gets to do most of the talking until they reach a house that gave out green apples. Did you ever get fruit on Halloween? Uh, uh, I'm trying to, I don't think so. Um, not when I was a kid. Cause we, I mean, we were in Texas. They were handing out candy for show, but, um, when I took my kids around a few years ago, there was a lady who was giving out orange slices. Like she had peeled an orange and was like, had the sections on a plate. What the heck? And like, that's, she was, yeah. Yeah. I think I got an apple once and I was always like, really? And I always remember raisins. I like raisins, so it never bothered me. But Ugh. 
I don't. I don't care for raisins. <laughs> I feel like it's the texture. Yeah. I get that. Carly Beth is like, what the fuck with this apple? And she is not happy with it and proceeds to chuck both of their apples back at this poor man and his house. And Sabrina is still just like, Ugh. why are you such an asshole? What is going on? Like, what is wrong with you? She just keeps following Carly Beth along for the rest of the night. Just like, you're fucking nuts. Like, what's wrong with you? Carly Beth is just hyper-focused on scaring Chuck and Steve. And so she finally suggests to Sabrina, let's split up to let's and let's get more candy. And Sabrina is not thrilled at this suggestion, especially since Carly Beth doesn't even like candy. And this is when I said to myself, she doesn't like Halloween. She doesn't like candy and she's a crybaby. Why are we friends with this girl again? <laughs> she doesn't sound Yeah, like- she's kind of a brat. Like right. I've been I've been cataloging it as we go. <laughs> and um I almost like the Hulk version of her better because you're right. Like she's she she's easily scared. She's a little bit sensitive. Um, she doesn't make good choices when it comes to friends. Mm-mm. Mom's a little bit overprotective, but she's kind of a brat to mom too. Mm-hmm. Like mom made her a costume. She didn't wear it. Mom sculpted this thing and was really excited. And I'm given that was weird, but she kind of took her mom's like art project out on the road with her. <laughs> and the guy told her no, and she took the mask anyway. So I feel like, I mean, yeah, we're probably going to learn a lesson here because it's Stein. <laughs> But yeah, Carla's kind of a bitch. Right. Right. So the girls split up. Sabrina's bummed out about it. Carly's like, given no fucks, I'm gone. I'm out of here. She's just feeling this sort of like hunger that she's never felt before. And she just wants to scare people. She's like, I want to. I really need to. So she spots a pair of little trick-or-treaters that she decides she needs to scare she jumps out at them out of the darkness and they drop all of their candy. She grabs their bags and runs away. She does this a few more times throughout the night. Just She's throwing her head back and laughing. She's so happy with herself. And then a few minutes later, she finally finds Chuck and Steve. So she's ready to sit for a big moment. They're standing in someone's driveway, going through their bags of candy. So Carly Beth ducks behind a car across the street to make sure they don't see her. And as they move, she keeps moving to get closer. But then she kind of starts to lose confidence in herself and the stupid mask. She thinks, it's just a mask, they're not going to get scared. But then that same anger starts to grow. She tenses up, gets into position, and everything seems to happen in slow-mo. She jumps out from behind a bush, screaming at the top of her lungs. Chuck and Steve were scared to death, mouths agape, eyes wide with fear. Carly Beth, in her signature move, waves her plaster head at them, and they finally (laughs) manage to ask her, Carly Beth, is that you? She doesn't respond. She just growls. But they're convinced it's her. It has to be her. Because they see the head. They're like, it's Carly Beth. But Carly Beth won't reveal herself. Instead, she tells them that all that's left of their friend is her severed head. And if they don't turn over their candy, the same will happen to them. And a breeze sweeps over the trio, which causes the head to rattle around on the broomstick. All three look up at it. And the brown eyes of the head are blinking. And the mouth is trying to open, making a horrible scraping sound. Help me, help me. Carly Beth drops the broomstick and the head in complete shock. Chuck and Steve drop their candy and take off. They're scared out of their minds. They don't want to stick around. But she did it. She'd gotten her revenge, and she felt like a, like a wild animal, that she could climb a tree, jump over hedges, and go tearing through the night. 
and after running wildly for what feels like forever, she comes to a stop and another hand grabs her shoulder once more. This is a signature move here for people. Just come up behind you. I'm trying to decide if I've ever grabbed anyone on the shoulder to get their attention. I don't think that I have. I've given like an arm tap. Yeah. Probably. But like I've never come up and like just palmed somebody's shoulder before. Mm -mm. Yeah. I don't do that either. I don't like it if someone does that to me. So I wouldn't Yeah, in general, please don't touch me. But um, (laughs) yeah. Also, I feel like this is escalating in a way that was unexpected. Because I, I expected the mask to kind of take her over and like maybe eat her or maybe like have her eat somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this whole head on a stick thing is an interesting <laughs> twist. Yes. This time, the hand on the shoulder is Sabrina, wondering what happened to her. It's been out. I guess it's been some hours. And she was still hurt. They didn't get to spend the night trick-or-treating together. But she wants to salvage the rest of the night. So she's like, you know, let's do a few more houses and let's go home. Carly Beth plays dumb and casual about what she's been doing all night. But on the topic of Chuck and Steve, she made sure Sabrina knew that they took one look at her and ran away, screaming like babies. And Sabrina can't believe it because they had told her they planned to scare Carly Beth. But didn't work out for them this time. So the girls do a few more houses, get a little bit more candy, then head back to Sabrina's to sort through their bags. Because Sabrina has one of those moms who makes her throw away anything suspicious. That always check your candy rule. (laughs) I was going to say, does she take her to the police station to have it (laughs) x-rayed? I remember that as a kid, though. Like, all the scary things. Like, there'll be needles in it and razor blades and poison. And there was never anything. Yeah, no, that was a thing. It was on the news every Halloween, Mm -hmm. every leading up to it. And then Halloween night, you know, here are the places that you can go and have your candy (laughs) x-rayed so that your kid doesn't die a horrible death from people who have nothing better to do than make sure your kid dies a horrible death. Right, right. Sabrina's mom is like, you can't have anything that's unopened, anything that looks weird. Got to throw it away. So they're on the living room rug, starting to sort out everything, as you do on Halloween night. Carly Beth goes to take off her mask because it's super hot in Sabrina's house. But once again, it won't come off. But this time, it's really, really stuck. She grabs at the cheeks, the ears, the neck. Nothing is moving this thing. And just like Noah... Sabrina tells Carly to cut the shit out because there's been enough scaring people tonight and she's done with her. But once again, Carly Beth is not kidding around. She's desperate for help, so Sabrina starts to tug at the mask, but it's hurting Carly Beth. She's crying out in pain because it's stuck and she's it's just pulling her skin. Then they decide, let's cut it off. We're going to just cut the damn thing. But Sabrina wants to try and find the neck first, like the seam where the mask would end. And if she can find the seam and get her hand inside, the mask should come off. Feeling around her friend's neck, Sabrina wrinkles her forehead. Something is wrong. There is no seam to the mask because the mask had become her face. Man. At least they weren't trying to cut it off. (laughs) I know. I feel like somebody was going to get a bad haircut. (laughs) So as a kid, this scared the shit out of me because I hate rubber masks anyway. I hate having things on my face. It's a claustrophobia thing. So... This scared the ever-loving shit out of me as a kid. Like, the thought of a mask not being able to come off. Like, you're just there. Like, it's a lot for me as a claustrophobia child. Well, those those full latex masks are kind of gross. I worked in a costume shop in college um, for, like, three years. And we sold 
a lot of those like full over the head mm -hmm. uh, latex kind of masks. And if you buy them from Amazon and they get mailed to your house, you know, that's that's fine. But I'm here to tell you from <laughs> someone who watched six greasy, nasty teenagers try that mask on uh, one after another. For all I know, they they licked the inside of it. I mean, those 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 go on a lot of heads before you actually buy it. So just be aware that it's like a, it's a community thing um, that's happening. So you're not wrong. Like those those masks are kind of gross if you buy them from a store like that. Because I've, I've I've seen it in action. I've seen it. <laughs> oh my god! Ew! So gross. I'm never touching one of those ever again. It's very gross. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. You're welcome. PSA. PSA, everybody. You don't want those. Buy from Amazon. <laughs> so there's no way to take off the mask. And Carly is obviously freaking out. Like, who wouldn't be freaking out at this point? But not only was she not able to take off the mask, her eyes were no longer her eyes. They were a glowing orange, some other creature inside. And Carly Beth was no longer inside the mask. Something else was. And she's still freaking the fuck out. And Sabrina, being the nice person that she is, reaches out to comfort her friend, but she's halfway out the door, sobbing loudly and runs <laughs> off into the night. <laughs> Bitch, bye. <laughs> Sabrina yells out, you forgot your code. Sorry about it. <laughs> Do you remember, uh, it may be even scary movie one where like they're, they're running and like she falls and she reaches out to her friend and she's like, help. And her friend just keeps running. I'm going to miss you, girl. <laughs> That's what it made me think of. <laughs> so she's out in the night without her coat. So sad. Poor monster girl has no coat in the cold. And all she wants is to run away from herself and the space that wasn't her face. But no matter how how much she tried to hide, she kept seeing her face everywhere. In car windows, in house windows, in puddles on the ground. Her reflection was everywhere. She had no idea where she was going or what she was doing until the costume shop comes into view. And she says, that's it. The man in the suit has to help me. He knows what to do. Or so she thinks. The store is dark and definitely closed at this time of night. And she's haunted by her horrible reflection in the window and filled with regret. Why didn't she just be the damn duck? And why did she have to scare everyone? Then the door opens a crack and it's the man in the suit. He says he's expecting her and ushers her inside. Demanding he get this fucking thing off her face... He reminds her that he didn't want to sell her the mask. And once again, he's very sorry, but tells her that there is nothing they can do to get the mask off. He's just like, sorry about it. <laughs> I just wanted you to come in here so that I can tell you face to face, um, you're fucked and we can't help you. Thanks. Bye. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay, bye. <laughs> so, of course, Carly Beth is furious. And she's like, why won't you help me? Help me. And he just keeps walking toward the room at the back of the store. And so Carly Beth follows him, yelling for him to take off the mask. And he tells her that he can't. Because it's not a mask. It's a face. And the shop owner explains that these are the faces of the unloved. Real faces that he created in his lab. At first, they were all beautiful, but something went wrong, and now they're all hideous monsters. And every so often, someone will find the back room, and a face will get a new home. Carly Beth lets out a sound that only an animal would make. And the room is spinning. So, 
as this helpful man would do, he buries the lead and he finally tells her that there's one way to take it off, (laughs) but it should never be put on again or it will be forever. Like, he couldn't just tell her that right away. He has to to wait an hour. Like, oh, by the way, there is a way. But then he couldn't tell her his fun story about making shit in labs. (laughs) Like, I mean, she's not she's not going to ask and he's not going to volunteer it. You know, he's got to he's got to have a reason to tell that story. (laughs) The mask can only be removed once and by a symbol of love but that's all he'll say. Carly Beth just wants her own fucking face back, and this guy continues to be no help. He refuses to say anymore. What the hell is a symbol of love? And she was screaming at the top of her lungs, and the shop owner's eyes went wide and filled with terror. All of the masks had come alive. She had awoken them, and he just tells her, run inhuman sounds start filling the room, shattering teeth, licking tongues, and all of their bulging yellow eyes were on Carly Beth. Her legs won't move. She can't run. And the shop owner keeps insisting, just go, she has to run. Then finally a burst of energy and out the door she goes, not looking back at all, until, until she hears a low gurgling sound. Any ideas what it could be? Um, someone has decided to brush their teeth after having lots of Halloween candy. And that is the sound of mouthwash as the final step. I love it. Good guess. But no. It is a parade of floating heads. The unloved. Oh, I was so close. (laughs) The unloved were chasing her and it was too late. She was going to become one of them. Then it dawns on her. She has a symbol of love. The plaster of Paris cast of her head. Her mom said she made it because she loved her. Now where was the damn thing? Running against the wind, the sounds of the unloved following closely behind. She spots the hedge where she dropped it earlier. But can she make it? Carly Beth, with arms outstretched, reaches out. But it's not there. It's gone. Her last chance was gone. The heads were growing closer and she was going to be swallowed up by their ghoulish sounds in their faces. Then she sees it, her head. The wind must have blown it between two trees. She grabs onto it, holds it high and begins to shout, this is a symbol of love but the heads won't back off. They just keep surrounding her even closer. She failed. What was going to happen to her? So just to block out their hideous sounds and disgusting expressions, she pulls the plaster of Paris head over her own and is now wearing her original face like a mask. But without any eyes to see out, she is protected by the darkness just waiting for the unloved to take her. Can you pull a plaster of Paris head over your own head? I don't think so. (laughs) Guess I was confused about the dimensions of the head (laughs) because I thought it was like a realistic model. Mm -hmm. And for it to be big enough for her to pull it over her own head while wearing a mask it would have to be like pinata size like it would have to be huge i'm very confused by this me too this could i don't i didn't remember this the logistics are yeah i didn't remember this either so 
Carly Beth pulls the plaster head off with the tug. And she finds that the unloved had finally vanished. She was safe. And the mask had returned to normal. It had a seam. She tore it off. And once again, it was just a rubber mask. Then she remembered the shop owner's warning that it could only be removed once and she vowed to never wear it again. At this point is when I would just have thrown it on the ground, right? I wouldn't take it home with me. I'd be like, fuck this shit. Bye. (laughs) I was thinking fire personally. I think I would set that shit on fire. Although sometimes that has bad consequences. (laughs) Right. So, but either way, you wouldn't take it home. You wouldn't be like, let's keep this. Let's hold on to it. She does. She holds on to it. She runs home, desperate for a mirror because she just wants to see if her face had really returned to normal. So Noah opens the door and starts screaming, you're so ugly. Take off that mask. You're so ugly. What the hell? Had the mask changed her face? She pushes Noah to the side and towards the hall mirror, but nothing was wrong. She was her normal self. Noah was just up to his old tricks. Then Mrs. Caldwell comes into the room, concerned for her daughter, because she sensed that something had happened tonight and she wanted to talk. So she grabs her a cup of hot cider and she starts to tell her mom about her night, assuring her that everything is fine now, not to worry. But then they hear Noah. Hey, Carly Beth, how do I look in your mask? The end hmm. who could have seen that coming <laughs> so now the mask is stuck on noah forever that's good though i liked it <laughs> yeah i don't like the idea of of getting stuck in a mask or getting there's just something really like claustrophobic it's like you want to crawl out of your skin yes. like at the thought of being it's it's like the people with the um with the latex kink yes like i get it like if that is your thing do do you mm-hmm. you know it's getting says if you have consent go for it <laughs> personally oh that would drive me up a, like the feeling of suffocation like yeah. the uh, okay. i don't yeah. i don't like the idea of being trapped in right. clothing right like i've worn if even if i wear like a skirt that's too tight yeah. i get like uh you know like i can't deal with it this one was a no good that was one. good that was definitely mm-hmm. creepy i have questions is okay. there a sequel because i feel like there's a lot we haven't covered with the costume shop slash mad scientist i believe guy. that there was a sequel i'm looking it up right now yes there was there facebook too yeah we left a lot on the table Mm-hmm. I, I thought I did a really good job, though, of like capturing that, just that feeling of like, being that age and, and Halloween and like trick or treating and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of the airs a lot. Like, I thought it was very good. Yeah. It's definitely one of his best ones and very popular. I want to say, if I remember right, the movie, the TV movie, either coincided with the show or predated the show, but it was a big deal when it was on because it was like, you know, a Halloween movie. So it was like, you know, he, Starl Stein introduced the movie. It was, you know, it's cheeseball nineties movie, but it's, it holds up. The mask looks great in the movie version. Like it's, you know, it's, it's pretty gross. And, you know, some of the effects are really cheesy, but it's as a kid, I remember it scaring the shit out of me and, do you know who made the movie? Is it done by Disney or Nickelodeon? Or I, You know what? I'm going to look it up, right? So the Haunted Mask movie doesn't, looks like it was part of the show. I was a liar. So it was part of the show and there were two parts to it. It ran for 45 minutes each. So it was like a little mini movie. I remember it like in a, being a movie, but how your brain does that when you're a kid. So it came out in 95. So that was how many years after the book? Two, two years after the book. 
came out on October 27th. So right before Halloween, it was like, right. Um, I will share a picture of the mask to Facebook group. So you can see how gross it was. It was really, the movie one was really gross. Speaking of the <laughs> Facebook group. Yes. Uh, we have one. We do. And it's real cool. Some people in there, more people than we ever thought would be in there. Um, but there is lots of people in there. And there's some very cool people uh, who are very knowledgeable about horror and who came up with R.L. Stein just like we did. And that is a great place for you to go and connect with other people like us and chat about things. So you can find us at Snacks with Stein on Facebook and come and like the page so you can get updates and all that good stuff. If you loved this wonderful rendition of The Haunted Mask, leave reviews for us on wherever you listen, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, all those lovely places. The reviews really help us get seen and we like to hear back from you guys that you're enjoying the show and you're having fun with it. So please leave a review and we'll probably shout you out on the Facebook group with a thank you. And our next episode, Christy is taking us back to good old Fear Street where love is in the air and blood is on the floor with Killer Kiss. So until next time, we are out like the bread aisle before a snowstorm